episode 25 of Dragonfire Books. Today's book is Artemis Fowl, the first book in the Artemis Fowl series, which is the first of two series in the Artemis Fowl franchise. The other series is the Fowl Twins. Um, the author is, is Irish um, children's laureate Owen Colfer. It was first published in 2001. There are 268 pages not counting the epilogue. The genre is science fiction, like fantasy-ish. Um, my grandmother Mimi got it for me. That's how I first knew about it. There is a movie on Disney+, Plus, but it is not that loyal to the book. And, and yeah. The book is about 12-year-old Artemis Fowl, a criminal mastermind. His dad was kidnapped on an expedition to Russia, and his mother has severe mental, mental illness. Artemis decides that the only way to rebuild the family fortune is to steal gold from the fairies. He captures Captain Holly Short as bait. Um, Mom, we're starting on the excerpt. So, today's excerpt is, like usual, going to be the beginning of the book. Prologue. How does one describe Artemis Fowl? Various psychiatrists have tried and failed. The main problem is Artemis' own intelligence. He bamboozles every test thrown at him. He has puzzled the greatest medical minds and sent many of them gibbering to their own hospitals. There is no doubt that Artemis is a child's prodigy, but why does someone of such brilliance dedicate himself to criminal activities? This is a question that can be answered by only one person, and he delights in not talking. Perhaps the very best way to create an accurate picture of Artemis is to tell by the now famous account of his first villainous venture. I have put together this report from first-hand interviews with victims, and as the tale unfolds, you will realize that that was not easy. The story began several years ago at the dawn of the 21st century. Artemis Fowl had devised a plan to restore his family's fortune, a plan that could topple civilizations and plunge the planet into a cross-species war. He was 12 years old at the time. Chapter 1 is The Book Ho Chi Minh City in the summer, sweltering by anyone's standards. Needless to say, Artemis Fall would not have been willing to put up with such discomfort if something extremely important had not been at stake, important to the plan. Sun did not suit Artemis. He did not look well in it. Long hours indoors in front of a computer screen had bleached the glow from his skin. He was as white as a vampire and almost as testy in the light of day. I hope this is another wild goose chase, butler, he said, his voice soft and clipped, especially after Carol. It was a gentle rebuke. They had traveled to Egypt on the word of Butler's informant. No, sir, I'm certain this time. Dubuyan is a good man. Hmm, joined Artemis, unconvinced. Passerby would have been amazed to hear the large Eurasian man refer to the boy as sir. This was, after all, the third millennium. But this was no ordinary, ordinary relationship, and these were no ordinary tourists. They were sitting outside a curbside cafe on Dong Kai Street, watching the local teenagers circle the square on mopeds. Nguyen was late, and the pathetic patch of shade provided by the umbrella was doing little to improve Artemis's mood. But this was just his daily pessimism. Beneath the silk was a spark of hope. Could this trip actually yield results? Would they find the book? It was too much to hope for. A waiter scurried to their table. More teasers? He asked, his head bobbing furiously. Artemis eyed. Spare me the theatrics and sit down. The waiter turned instinctively to Butler, who was, after all, the adult. But, sir, I am the waiter. Artemis tapped the table for attention. You are wearing handmade loafers, silk shirt, and three golden signet rings. Your English has a tinge of Oxford about it, and your nails are the soft sheen of the recently manicured. You are not a waiter. You are a contact. Nguyen's one. And you have adopted this pathetic disguise to discreetly check for weaponry. Nguyen's shoulders sagged. It is true. Amazing. 
hardly a ragged apron does not a waiter make. Eugene sat, pouring some tea into a tiny china cup. Let me fill you on the weapon status, continued Artemis. I am unarmed. The butler here, my, uh, butler, has a six-hour in his shoulder holster, two shriek-throwing knives in his boot, a derringer to shut up his sleeve, a garrote wire in his watch, and three stun grenades concealed in various pockets. Anything else, butler? The kosh, sir. Oh, yes, a good old ball-bearing kosh stuffed down his shirt. Guyan brought the cup to his trembling lips. Don't be alarmed, Mr. Swan. Artemis smiled. The weapons will not be used in you. Swan didn't seem reassured. Now, continued Artemis, Butler could kill you a hundred different ways without the use of his weapons, though I'm sure one would be quite sufficient. Dunian was now thoroughly spooked. Artemis generally had that effect on people, a pale adolescent speaking with the authority and vocabulary of a powerful adult. Gideon had heard the name Fowl before, who hadn't in the international underworld, but he'd assumed that he'd been dealing with Artemis Sr., not just this boy. Though the word boy hardly seemed to do this gaunt individual justice. And the giant, Butler, it was obvious he could snap a man's backbone like a twig with those mammoth hands. Junior was starting to think that no amount of money was worth another minute in this strange company. What makes the book unique is that it really is that it like really puts fairies, elves, sprites, etc. in a um in a different light. Like um like they're supposed to be all like shimmery and wingy and stuff. But in um Haven City, which is where most of them live, they um they're much more violent. Yeah, and have a deep hatred of humans. Uh, I like about the writing style how it changes points of view constantly. That's different than anything else I've read, except for maybe The Heroes of Olympus, but that's less often. I'd rate this book 10 out of 10 because it had a satisfying end to probably maybe the point where um, you could have just read that book and still be satisfied with the end and not read the whole, the whole series. At the beginning, I read the first one, and then I got about halfway through the second one before I stopped. I don't know why. I don't remember. I probably just got bored. And that was six, seven months ago. And then um, recently, I read the first three books again because I got a box set. It was the first three, Artemis Fowl, Artemis Fowl, The Arctic Incident, and Artemis Fowl, The Eternity Code. And then just recently, I read all the other ones, and now I'm on um, now I'm on the Foul Twins number two, the Foul Twins denial charges, um, and the first one is just the Foul Twins, kind of weird because in the second one, Beckett's favorite book is called Alien Pooping Boy, <laughs> and he poops through his finger. It's weird. My final comments of the book is that I really recommend it because I like that it's fast-paced. It has a lot of action, and I like it because because I've never read any, really read anything with, like, the main character is, like, the bad guy. And so that was interesting to read. Um, as always, I so appreciate that you've taken time to join me on Dragonfire Book. The Artemis Fell books are available in hard or soft copy from Amazon, your library, your favorite independent bookstore. This has been Allegra with Dragonfire Books. Don't forget to rate and review my podcast in Apple Podcast. And you can always email me at bookswithlegra at gmail.com. Peace and happy reading. And then the music will go and it's like, da, da, da.